with a name that translates to great depths in Spanish. The Republic of Honduras is part of Central America and has the second largest coral reefs in the world. Honduras gained its independence in 1821 and 200 years later, they just elected their first female president. I spoke with my friend Chris. He is so well-spoken and knowledgeable about current events and has such an open perspective to understand both sides of different conflicts. Chris explained how he is encouraged and felt there is definitely progress within Honduras for better human rights and a positive change. He had my mouth watering describing the endless possibilities of ingredients when creating a baleada, a typical Honduran dish, and explains how Honduran food can comfort and help you feel complete and satisfied after a long day. He shares his views on the challenges the youth encounters to create change. He feels there needs to be a shift in perspective of adult leaders to be more open to allow the youth to integrate and create ideas for positive change. That would be very difficult, to be honest. I, would, I believe that there needs to be a change. I don't know what kind of change, but there's there, there needs to be a change because there's a lot of... Uh, old people in Honduras that uh, they are very conservative and we also have a, a lot of young people which are not conservative so as I said before those two sides are in a big conflict right now so it's very difficult to say hello everybody you are listening to Evan worldwide on this podcast I'm going to take you on a journey around the world. You will hear young people's perspectives on culture, conflict, and cuisine. So let's go. This is a very informal interview about peace, conflict, food, and culture. First of all, thank you very much for inviting me. Like for me, it was like, wow, it's a big thing for me, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. It's my first in interview with someone. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and so I said, why not? It's going to be interesting. So my name is Chris. I am 19 years old and I live in Honduras. Excellent. So first question, would you say there's a lot of conflict in Honduras? Well, currently I would say yes. Like this past eight years, people have not have not been like very supportive to the government because a lot of acts of corruption and and violence so yeah i would say yes currently yes but okay. this past week like the uh, last week uh, we went over elections something interesting for first time in 200 years yeah honduras has for first time elected her, her first female president that's really cool and how has that affected like society in honduras people are really really happy about it to be honest because they have not been happy with the last with the last government because a lot of corruption as, as i said before and yeah they did a lot of stuff that people didn't like there was a a lot of conflict, to be honest, with the last government. And so would you, you would say that the main sources of conflict came from the government in Honduras? Uh, yeah, they say that the current president, that, that right now, which is a man, they say that he is a, a drug lord. <laughs> like, damn. Wow. And well, how did he get elected if he was considered a drug lord? No, he, he first, first, he wasn't considered. During his, during his period of being a president, uh, he became like... People were considering that he was a drug lord. Even his brother, the president's brother, it's in jail on, on the United States because of 
of uh, drugs and everything. Wow. And well, are you glad that he's no longer going to be president? No, I'm, to be honest, I'm neutral. Because the thing is that this both, both, side, both sides, okay? There are two sides. Obviously, the left and the right. The current president was uh, right wing. It was right from the National Party. What people from the right were like worried was that the left wing, which right now is the, the female president, she's left wing. What people feared was that she had really close connections in the past with Nicolas Maduro. So that's why it's a little bit controversial, a little bit uh, good and bad at the same time, because the right wing does a lot of corruption, but the left wing uh, has like the, the current uh, female president. She, she had very close ties with Maduro. So I don't know, really, I'm neutral, to be honest. So is the elected president, is she Honduran or is she Venezuelan? If she has no, she's Honduran. She's Honduran. Okay, she's Honduran. Just that in the past she had a close connection with Nicolas Maduro. Okay, then (laughs) that's the thing. Like that's why there's been a lot of conflict because the right wing is afraid for the left wing to win. And the left wing doesn't want the right wing to still be in power because they they're also corrupt. So are there like other parties or other political parties within Honduras or like are left and right the main two? Yeah, there are there are other political parties, but when the time comes for the elections, they always get a little like very the minimum votes. So yeah, yeah. That's like here in the U.S. too. Okay, so next question: What social issues are most prevalent in Honduras? Like. Is there a lot of racism or sexism, even homophobia? To be honest, here in Honduras, I could say that the one that it's like more that we can see the most, it's sexism, to be honest. For example, yeah, like one month ago or two months ago, I saw a video from a person here in Honduras who like beat a woman. There was even a video. Yeah, he he, he bit the woman down and he, start, he started punching her and everything. He's in jail now, thank God. But I have also heard a lot of comments about like, for example, the typical comment that men should be the, the like the, the boss, the leader. You understand, like the... Like the head of the house. Yeah, that practically. So yeah, I would say sexism is like the most prevalent here. Also, I could say racism towards the Garifuna community, which they live mostly on the coast. Yeah, I, I could say that there's also racism towards them, but not too much as sexism, but there is also a little. So this racism towards the Garifuna, are they the indigenous tribe that is native to Honduras? Yeah, they're indigenous tribes. We also have have other indigenous tribes like more into the center of Honduras, the department, Departamento Lempira. There are also indigenous tribes there, and their main conflicts are like with land and stuff like that. And also that they, yeah, they don't have a bigger voice. Yeah, they don't have like a bigger voice here. And then I wanted to go back to the sexism part. Like, would you yeah. say that comes from like very religious values that have been such ingrained into like the country? I, I would say it's more. Not like religious, but like the way they were raised in the past. Traditional values? Yeah, kind of. Like traditional values. They Like, for example, here in my country, in the past, like people, men treated women like that, like they were less than men. And I think that has advanced throughout the years. But I really believe, I really believe that that is like coming down into an end soon. And what makes you think that? Do you think it's like the younger generation, like people our age? Are... Yeah, I, believe that, I really believe the younger generations are making a change here. Yeah, not just like in that topic of sexism, but also in politics. 
it's so funny that you were talking about that because my next question is, do you think there's a shift in perspective in young people or do young people still believe like these conflicts are valid? It depends. For example, uh, I believe that they, that the people think that this conflict, these conflicts are valid, but in the worst case scenario, for example, in, with the government, not, not the past election, the, the one before that, it almost started a civil war here in Honduras, to be honest. There was a lot of places got in fire. Uh, there was also curfew. If you didn't like respect the curfew, like literally the soldiers in the street could shoot you. There's even videos of soldiers not shooting people, but but like if you were in the curfew, they were like, hey, why are you here? <laughs> That's crazy. And how long ago was this that almost started the civil war? It was uh, four years ago, to be honest, because the, the, the thing was that the, there's a law here in Honduras that we called Articulos Petrios. Okay. That means that that law cannot be changed. No matter, no matter who you are, no matter what happens, that law cannot be changed. And the law was that the president cannot reelect. He cannot, he, he cannot go to reelection. That, that is what happened. The president changed the law and he went and he reelected his, himself. Oh, wow. And, that, and that's why people like enter into that big conflict during that time. And is that the same president that is going to be leaving next term? Uh, right now. Oh, so he's the current president. Yeah, he's his right now. He's the current president. And they went through elections last week. And the new president, it's going to take uh, he's going to take power on January. All right. So that's so that's going to be next month. Yeah, next month. Wow. So I'm guessing, considering you're so knowledgeable in politics and government, do you keep up with politics and government in Honduras? Uh, I would say that sometimes yes, sometimes no. It really depends on the season, to be honest. <laughs> like sometimes I don't keep track of them. Like for example, right now in the in elections, I really I was really into it, but. When there's no like big things, I, I don't keep too much track. Oh, okay. And then how do you get your information about politics? Do you like learn about it from watching TV, reading newspaper, looking at social media, talking with friends? I would say I use like four types of sources. One would be the newspaper, uh, news on the TV. Also, I use social media. And lastly would be the internet. Is okay. the one I least use, but yeah, the internet too. All right. And do you look at like, I like uh, sources that are of different political viewpoints to try and find like neutrality? Or would you say that you use mostly on like one side of the political spectrum? I tried, I really tried to use all of the perspectives, to be honest. Because, yeah, in my country, these two sides are very. They really hate each other, to be honest. They really hate each other. Like you can even see on like when you start talking about politics, that tension, I, I say, it's really hard. So I try to keep my perspective for both sides to, to understand them. All right. I guess my next question is, I ask this to everybody. When you're watching the news or looking at an article that was posted in your country, 
is there like any type of censorship that the government does is blocking or like does the government not want you to know about anything or is that visible i would say it's difficult to say maybe yeah there's some sometimes there's censorship but other times they're not there there's no censorship like there's some newspapers that really don't they don't support the government so they they don't censor they don't censor some yeah some articles wow and is the government okay with them not supporting them uh, i would say no like i ha- i haven't heard any like news of the government trying to sue newspapers or something but you know maybe in the dark it happens yeah <laughs> we don't know so this next question do you have any friends from different countries like have you met a lot of people from different countries uh, yeah currently yes like I know a lot of people like from Nicaragua, El Salvador. I know you from the United States. <laughs> I know people from Colombia, Peru. And from the people you've met from these different countries, like in Nicaragua, in Peru, Colombia, do you see more differences or similarities between them? I gotta be honest. Like, for example, I I know them like from debates. Like, I know you. Like, we went to Panamum, what was it, right? Yeah, Panamum. Yeah, Panama. So I know you from there. And I went to Republic Dominicana, Dominican okay. Republic. I went to a debate there. It's uh, the debate was called Asia. I met a lot of people there and debating with them, right? Right. Like side to side was really cool, to be honest. And knowing their perspective, I would say that there's a huge difference, to be honest. For example, how they've been raised. Like you cannot compare someone like from Latin America who has been raised in maybe in a poor country versus someone who has been raised in Chile, who is who had been raised in a more rich country. So I would say that, yes, there's a lot of difference between all of us. But but also I could say that we have a lot of similarities. In what ways? In ways like, for example, you know that all Latinos, they are really freely and they are like, they love to talk. And yeah, we're practically almost the same. Like we love that thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can attest to that. Like we're free, free to talk, man. Like we're like a very big vibe. I don't know. Happy yeah. vibe. We're f- just fun. Yeah, fun. Yeah, that would be, that would be exactly. a Latino Latinos are fun. <laughs> Ex- yes. So my next question is, do you see young people advocating for peace and less conflict in Honduras? As I said before, with the current government, there has, there has been a lot of protests and conflict also. But I really believe that with this new government, with, the new, with this new female president, uh, I have seen that a lot of people are very happy. So I think that there's not going to be much conflict this time. So yeah, I think they they are they are advocating for peace. Any types of protests in regards to human rights? Uh, yeah, like for the Black Lives the Black Lives Matter when that thing got like very big. Yeah, a lot of people like there weren't there were not like big protests, but like people were supporting Black Lives Matter here. Okay, so I have my last question about the peace and conflict. Then we'll go to the food and culture. And I'm actually really excited for that because I don't really know Honduran food that much. So the last question, how can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace in Honduras? 
that would be very difficult to be honest i would i believe that there's need to be a change i don't know what kind of change but there's there there needs to be a change because there's a lot of uh, old people in honduras that they are very conservative and we also have a, a lot of young people which are not conservative so as i said before those two sides are in a big conflict right now so it's very difficult to say so what about like maybe education or anything or do you think that it's possible to bring to help spread awareness to advocate for peace yeah education would be a big like it will help a lot but the thing is that this past years education hasn't been like a, their budget isn't very big like here in Honduras Honduras is considered one of the most violent countries countries it's like I don't know I don't remember what rank are we I think number four I don't know and like the most of the budget the government puts it on on security oh wow as a citizen living in honduras would you say that it's a violent place to live or like would you say that's dangerous mm, no depends depends where you live there are some areas that are dangerous and other areas that aren't i guess there's just it's just interesting to think how like people will rank how dangerous a place is. And I mean, there probably are bad places, but every single place in this world has a good place and a bad place, you know, like regardless of the country, like, of course there's going to be, uh, sure there are bad places in Honduras, but I'm guessing there are definitely some very great places there too. Yeah. Like one of the great places that I really recommend for anyone to visit is Roatán. Roatán is... Yeah, it's uh it's like an it's like a night it's like a nice land. In the beach, it's a beach. So you go there, even a lot of famous people have been there. I think Britney Spears was one of them who has gone to Rotang. Also, you know Farruko, the 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 singer. I've heard of him, but I can't I don't wait, what what are some of his songs? For example, Pepas. Pepas is one yeah. of the songs. Okay, Pepas. Oh, he, he ha he even he has a song that is called Roatang. Really? Yeah, he has a he has a song that is called Roatang. It's it's really well, where good. Is he from? He's not from Honduras, is he? No, he I I think he's from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, okay, okay. Okay, so Roatan's an island? Yeah, you should look it up. It's really, really beautiful. It we have the second largest coral reef on the world. Oh wow. I actually have a question about like travel and like places to go. So how about we save that for later? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now we're down to the the food questions. This is what I'm really excited about. So okay. what are some popular dishes in Honduras? So like, is there a national dish? Yeah, one of the most famous dishes, like for anyone to try. And like, if you come to Honduras and if you, and you don't try that, it's like, if you never come here, <laughs> like if you never went to Honduras, it's called baleada. It's really, really delicious, man. What? So, could you describe the dish? Like, what? What is pareada? I don't know. I don't know if there's like a in a, a word for English or something, but like the main word is paliadas. And the dish is like you get tortilla. You can put like um, mashed beans, uh, eggs, also cream butter avocado beef like you can combine it with anything to be honest also how do you say platano in english plantain. 
plantain yeah green yeah plantain and yeah man like for example in the school that i was there are a lot of uh, teachers from the united states and let me tell you something when they first come here and they try the balia like you can see them every day with one eating one of those every single day i remember a teacher of mine that he ate two baliadas each day and like with everything like let me tell you that that thing was big man like i don't know it was really big so is it like a like a tostada or like a sandwich uh, because kind of, like yeah it's, it's like, like a, a sandwich well you said there's a tortilla at the bottom so yeah it's more it's more of a sandwich Yeah, kind of like a sandwich. Yeah, like you you put the tortilla, then you put the like the mashed beans. You you add eggs, butter, uh, cream butter, uh, the plantain, and like you put it all together. Almost not not like a sandwich, like a taco kind of. Okay, okay, now I see it. So it's folded. Wow. Yeah, it's folded. I'm warning you, man. I'm warning you. If you're gonna try that, you can get addicted to it. <laughs> I mean, I'm addicted just looking at pictures. <laughs> And are they usually meat with eggs and like beans and plantain or are there like different types of baleadas? Yeah, there are different types of baleada. We also have a baleada called baleada sencilla, simple baleada. I think it will be in English. You add uh, the beans, cheese, some cheese, white cheese, and, and butter, some cream butter. And that's like this, a simple baleada. There's another one that's like the most common. I was I would say that beans, uh, the butter, the buttercream, the white cheese, and some eggs. Like you get you put the scrambled egg, and that's like the most common one. I would say. Then you have the other ones that you add a, a plantain, avocado. I don't know. You can combine them with a lot of things. I like for example, I know some friends of mine uh, when they were in school. They combine the baleadas with Doritos. What? Yeah, with Doritos. And I was like, what the heck are you eating, man? <laughs> I never tried them, to be honest. But I think they're delicious because they ate them a lot of time. They ate a lot of it. I could say that it's to your own imagination with what you want to combine the baleada. And, you know, you're talking about like different variations of baleadas. And it was like a lot of it contained eggs or traditionally it has eggs. Is it more of a breakfast yeah. dish or like, could you eat it any time of the day? <laughs> yeah, you could eat it any time of the day, to be honest. <laughs> But is it more commonly eaten during breakfast or is it like for lunch? It's very difficult to say, to be honest, because I know a lot of people that, that, that like they eat it in breakfast, other people that eat it, eat it like in lunch and the other ones that it's like in, in dinner. Okay, now I know you were talking about like baleadas, but... What is your favorite dish? Unless your favorite dish is baleada. <laughs> well, there are a lot of different dishes here in Honduras. Like I, I, I only talked about one, which was the baleada. We also had the it's called pollo chuco. It's a simple. It's a really simple dish. Like it's the 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 chicken uh, con tajadas, chicken with tajadas. What are tajadas? Tajadas are like uh, slices of plantain. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, but fritas. So they're like plantain chips? Yeah, yeah, plantain chips. And you add a lot of like different sauces. And yeah, it's practically that. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. Honestly, it kind of looks like nachos. <laughs> yeah, kind of. 
And what is the sauce that goes on top? Mm, I'm not sure, but as I said before, it you can combine them with whatever sauce you want. So your favorite dish, you would say, is pollo uh, chuco? No, no. Or balejadas? Baleadas. <laughs> it's baleadas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, do you have a special dish or family recipe that gives you, like, good memories? Like, when I'm... Not memories, but when I'm like outside my country, like when I was in Miami or something like that, I was like, whoa, man, I would like to eat some baleadas right now or something. <laughs> so what is one dish from Honduras that like when I traveled there, like I can't miss? I think you know the answer, man. <laughs> baleadas. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What does food mean for Honduran culture? Like how important is food to Honduras? The traditional food, like the... Yeah, the food. Okay, it's... I would say that it's like a sense of satisfaction. Like maybe you had a long day at work or maybe you're having a bad day or a bad mood. And when you eat a baleada, like, like it releases all the bad things, all the bad vibes. So I would say it's some it's a, a type of satisfaction, I would say. Nice. And are there any dishes that you like have to eat or like that... Like you have to eat on a specific day or holiday. I would say may oh, like in Christmas, I would say turkey. Also, there is this one is not like a specific day, but sometimes in Honduras, uh, some families have the tradition that it's I really hate it, to be honest. I really hate it because it's a tradition that sometimes in a, a really hot day, you, you're going to eat some hot soup. And I am oh like, no, man, no, I'm not going to do that. Like. That's no man, no. I, I really don't like that one. <laughs> so my dad is is Mexican. He grew up in Texas and his family his family is very Tex-Mex. He would tell me every single year when he was growing up, every single year on the hottest day, his mother would make the biggest batch of soup and they would go outside and eat hot soup in the hottest day of the year. <laughs> yeah, like I am like, no man, I'm not gonna eat that. Like Although it is interesting because I was doing a little bit of research and like, you know, in Morocco, it obviously in the desert, it gets very, very hot. Yeah. But apparently the people there will drink hot mint tea and they'll drink it on, on like whenever it's super duper hot. And apparently the heat will make your body sweat to cool you down. So then like your body temperature will cool down automatically. I really didn't know that. Really? Well, because think about it when you're sweating, like, you know, there's liquid that's trying to cool you down because your temperature, yeah. your body temperature is so high. <laughs> that has said, yeah. I mean, I don't want to change your opinion on eating. No, 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 it's true. But to be honest, I don't feel it like that. I like when I, when I eat hot soup on a really hot day, like I feel like I'm burning out, man. Like I'm, <laughs> I don't know, I'm getting on fire or something. <laughs> and what type of soup is it? It could be any type of soup. The thing is that it's hot on a hot day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I get that. And then finally, I don't know if I should ask this. I might know the answer. I'm just going to ask it anyways. What dish or food makes you feel a sense of home or a sense of comfort? <laughs> I think you already know the answer again. It's Baleadas. <laughs> Do you know the history of like Baleadas or like how they were like created? I really don't know the history, but there's a tales. I don't know if it's true. I don't think it's true. 
But there's a tale that it says that there was like a, this old lady making like some tortilla and something and baleada, it's, it's like another word. Like if you say baleado, balaseado, like they shoot you baleada. So it's, there's a tale, really weird, weird tale that it, there was this woman making a tortilla and something and he made the baleada and some like, it's really weird. Someone shoot her. And, and she died, and I don't know. So they called it baleada because she got baleada. Like, she got... Yeah, she got shot. Yeah, she, that's why. They, la balasearon, dice, la balearon. Yeah. So that's, that's why. So it's kind of a weird tale. I, I haven't read it all, but it goes something like that. Basically, it's an old lady making tortillas, and then she gets shot. And then they yeah, use... Yeah, well, she was making like that, like, while well, she was making the baleada. Something like that. It's really weird. That is an interesting tale. Is it true? We don't know. Is it false? We don't know, but what do we know? Baleadas are delicious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now I have those two questions left. One about travel and then one about Honduras in general. Let's say somebody was going to Honduras for like maybe two weeks, three weeks, or like for a typical vacation. Where would you recommend them to go? I could recommend two places. If you want to go like to a coast or a beach, I would say Roatán, obviously. But if you want to go like more into Honduras, like more sense of mountains and nature, vegetation and everything, I would say uh, uh, Trujillo or, or, or La Tigra in Tegucigalpa, which is a mountain, a really huge mountain. Like it's like a four hour climbing. It's really beautiful, to be honest. Like the air, like when you when you inhale air there, I don't know, like. You feel it all in the lungs. It's really cool. It's just just good quality air. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like it, there's it's, it's there's a lot of vegetation there, so that's why. Well, is it is it cold up there because like you're so high up in elevation? Yeah, a little. Like Tegucigalpa, it's already a, a little cold. Would you recommend someone to go to Tegucigalpa or like is it worth visiting? Yeah, or not really. Yeah, it's worth it. For example, you can you can go you can go to Cristo del Picacho. Which have you uh, have you seen like uh, in Rio de Janeiro, like the statue of God that is like this? Oh yeah, um, the Christ the Redeemer. Aha, uh-huh. there there's one similar in Honduras in Tegucigalpa. Really? Yeah, you can uh, you can look it up, uh, Cristo del Picacho. There there is also a zoo, a zoo up there. Like there is a Cristo del Picacho, and like near near the Cristo del Picacho, there's a zoo. Oh wow. I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that like Tegucigalpa is like one of the most dangerous places to fly into because like the airport or like the runway. Yeah, that's that really true. Cool. Yeah, it, 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 uh, there's even in National Geographic, there's a, a documentary that is the second most dangerous place to land. What? Yeah, it it's I how can I there there has there has been even two accidents, two planes. Is that the thing is that the la la pista of uh, the like the runway? Yeah, the wrong the runway where the where, where the planes land is very it's not it's not it's not very long. So when when it ends, that's one thing. And the other thing is that right before the runway, there are, there are a very huge mountains. So when the plane comes, they they need to go like very empicada. So like they have to descend, like go down. Yeah, really quickly, because because of two things. If they don't descend really quickly, la the wrong way, se le va a acabar. There, there, there's no they're, like they're gonna crash. Not crash, like literally fall. 
because the runway is not very it's not so long it's not very long suficiente distancia para aterrizar I don't know if you get me right it's like they'll have enough distance to to land yeah is that the thing is that they need to go down really fast yeah okay okay now I'm kind of scared a little skeptical, but you know what? No, I'll still... No, no, but th there's no problem because they they built a new airport right now. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, but not in Tegucigalpa. It's a little more further of Tegucigalpa, which is called... Uh, it's in Palmerola. How far is that from Tegucigalpa? Mm, I would say maybe 45 minutes. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right. And then I my final question overall... So I want you to imagine this scenario. Somebody, you meet somebody knows yeah. absolutely nothing about Honduras, and you could tell them one thing about Honduras. What would you tell them? La, I would tell them that they should go and visit Rotang. Yeah, visit Rotang. It's a really, really fun place to go. Believe me. What makes it so fun? Is it like the beaches? Is it the nightlife? It's more about the beaches, to be honest, because it's a really, really crystal water, to be honest. It's a place like to like to disconnect yourself from the outside world or something like that. Uh, it's a place like for you to relax. All right. I'm looking at pictures. Oh my gosh. You are not kidding about that water. It is so clear. Also, there's a place in Rotan that is called Little French Key. It's a really good place. And is that like Little French Key? Is that does that have like a French influence or like is it? Is it does it have like French culture there? Or is it just called Little French Key? No, it's no, it's just called Little French Key. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that is that's no, maybe so the, the owner of the place is it's French. I don't know, but yeah, that's the name of it. Wow. Yeah, like there are also a lot of activities that you can do there. Like I have heard that you can go and do parasailing, the weight runner. Also, like for example. In Roatan, most of the senior trips of the, all the bilingual schools, most of them are, are done in Roatan. Oh, that's fun. Like, the senior trip was there, man. It was really cool. The, like the name of the, the name of the department of the department is called Islas de la Bahia. And Roatan is one of the islands. We also have Utila and Guanaja. They're three islands. And Roatan is the, the like the biggest one. I definitely gotta go there. So so Utila and and um, Roatan. Yeah, like Roatan, it's more like for partying and having a good time. And Utila is like more like relaxing, more like to chill. And what about Guanaja? Or like, is that is that the name of the other one? Yeah, that's Guanaja. Like, I I haven't gone to Guanaja, so I, I I I cannot tell very much about it. But they say that it's really really beautiful. I believe it's also like a place to to chill. Also, nice. Okay, Chris, that was great. You did a great job. Muchas gracias por hacer esta entrevista conmigo. Lo aprecio muchísimo. I learned a lot about Honduras and had a lot of fun talking with you. Well, me too, man. Thank you very much for inviting me. And like, call me when you try the baleadas. I want to, I want to yeah. see your, your, your reaction. Your first you know, reaction. I'll record it and post it and everything. I have to try baleadas. Tag me on the post, man. Tag me on that yes, post. I yes, I so you. will. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my Global Youth's Perspective podcast. My goal is to share insight into the lives and cultures of my friends around the world, and hopefully we can listen to each other, bridge our differences, and make this world a better place.